It's time for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. Family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper. Two people who live together and like it. As we look in on the Coopers, it's afternoon at the Sheridan Falls National Bank, and George Cooper has just received an urgent summons to the office of the president of the bank. Did you want to see me, Mr. Atterbury? Yes, I did. Come in, George boy. <laughs> is is something wrong, sir? George, as you know, we here at the bank encourage, yea, insist, that the families of our employees do their banking with us. Yes, sir, I, I know. I just finished looking over Liz's monthly statement. Yes? Boy, as a favor to me and to the bank, would you ask Liz to take her business elsewhere? <laughs> What happened this month? Was she worse than usual? Oh, that girl boy. Thanks to her, three tellers were here all night. Oh, gee, I'm sorry. Well, I'll have to apologize to them. It's too late. Two of them quit this morning, and the other one's sitting numbly at his desk and doesn't seem to recognize any of them. <laughs> well, just exactly what did she do? Well, it's, it's hard to know where to start. Look at this check. If I can believe what I read, it's dated the 19th of Octopus. <laughs> and it's payable to the Shimian Phil's Gas Corn Fed. That's the uh, Sheridan Falls Gas Company. Oh! oh. Well, you've had more practice interpreting her writing than I have. Look at that signature. Mrs. Garage Cowpen. I'm sorry, Mr. Atterbury. Maybe I can get her to write better. Well, try, boy. By the way, I think she's overdrawn again. Don't you know? No, but look at the note she wrote on this check. Dear Mr. Teller, if I don't have enough money to cover this, please be a lamb and hold this check till next month. <laughs> oh, no. P.S. Thanks, Oodles, and I'll put in a good word for you with George. Well, this is the worst yet. She's gone too far, even for Liz. I'll speak to her tonight. And when you do, speak sharply, boy. Understand it isn't just me. I can't stand this terrific turnover in tellers. <laughs> George, how's my little husband? Sit down. Your little husband wants to talk to you. Well, apparently you got up on the wrong side of the vault. <laughs> Never mind being smart. Liz, what you've done is, is unforgivable. Why, that dirty fibber of a garage mechanic. He promised he wouldn't tell you I had that fender fixed. What fender? Oh, me and my big mouth. We'll settle the fender later. But right now, I want to talk to you about your bank account. It's in a terrific shape. Now, what have you got to say about it? 
what you always say. Oh. Now, now, we'll figure this out later. <laughs> Dry your eyes. Oh, I didn't get to the tears yet. <laughs> oh, well, get your checkbook and let's look at it. All right, it's here in the desk. <laughs> I'd known I'd get an answer like that. Now, here. You made a mistake right here on the first step. You wrote a check for $2 for an elderly gazelle. Let me see that. That evening gazelle. A gazette. Oh. Well, anyway, you made a deposit the same day and added it up wrong. I did? Yes. Nine and nine do not make 17. Since when? <laughs> they never have. Oh, look, Liz. Just out of curiosity, how do you add nine and nine to make 17? Well, George, I use the simple shortcut. You see, nines are pretty big numbers, so I always break them up into little chunks of threes. <laughs> Three is such a nice number. I've always liked threes. Yeah, well, now I take two of the threes of each of the nines. I can handle threes. Then I add each set of two threes, which comes out six, times two, which is twelve. Now I have twelve with two threes I haven't even used yet. <laughs> and frankly, George, there's nothing as confusing as two single threes. Oh, nothing. I take each single three and break it into a two and a one. Then I take two twos and scrunch them together into a four. <laughs> on top of the 12, and that's 16. Now, I've got two ones left, and one times one is one. Pile it on top of the 16, and what do you have? 17. <laughs> a simple shortcut. Yeah. Just a little system I made up one day when I wasn't doing anything. I agree. Liz, your math is positively atrocious. Now, now, what can we do about it? Give me a kiss. No, this is serious. Oh. Dinner's ready. If you come up next month overdrawn again, Mr. Atterbury... W Dinner's ready. Ah, uh, let's go eat. Well, now, just a minute. It's, it's only 5.30. I won't be hungry for an hour. Well, I know, but Katie has to fix dinner early tonight so she can get to night school on time. Night school? Yes, you know, night school. It's like day school, only darker. <laughs> I am familiar with the institution. It's one of Mr. Atterbury's pet projects. Oh? But my stomach is used to eating at 6.30. Well, I promised Katie she could go so your stomach can just take dinner and lump it. That's what I'm afraid of. Dinner's on the table, Mrs. Cooper. Well, we're coming, Katie. I hope you don't mind eating early on account of me, Mr. Cooper. No, I guess not, Katie. Yeah. What class are you going to tonight? A beginning sewing. Uh, I had trouble deciding which course to take. They teach everything in night school, you know. Wait a minute. Do they by any chance teach arithmetic? Oh, sure. Okay, Katie, serve the dinner. Sit down, George. Well, what happened at the bank today? <laughs> George, what are you looking at me like that for? Liz, you're going to night school with Katie. Oh, George, I took mathematics in school once. Well, honey, you may have been exposed to it, but it didn't take. 
soon. Maybe when I was a baby, I was vaccinated against it. Liz? I'll bet that's what that funny little scar is on my arm. Liz, you're going. It'll be good for you, and Mr. Atterbury will be delighted. After all, you owe him something for all the trouble you caused him at the bank. Wouldn't it be easier just to give him a quart of blood? <laughs> now, Liz, oh, I... all right, George, I'll go, I'll go. Katie, it looks like you have yourself a little school chum. The last one to the teeter-totter is the dirty, rotten egg. <laughs> Well, Liz, what'll we do tonight? What do you mean, do? We have to do our homework. Hmm? What? I started school last night, remember? We have to spend this evening on our arithmetic problems. Our arithmetic problems? Well, George, you got me into this. I thought we'd do them together. Oh. I'll read you the problems and you give me the answers. <laughs> I have a better way of doing them together. I'll read you the problems and you give me the answers. Well, if you want to do it the hard way. <laughs> Here, we're supposed to do problems one to ten. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. First problem. Mary has eight apples and Susan has five apples. Susan gives her five to Mary. How many apples does Mary have? Well? Why should Susan give her apples to Mary? <laughs> That's not the problem. Well, it isn't fair. Mary already had more apples than Susan. What's the answer? Thirteen. Right. I'd like to know what Mary has on Susan. Forget it. <laughs> Next problem. If Mary has twelve candies and Susan gives her four candies... There she goes again. Liz? You ask me, Susan's being blackmailed. Never mind. <laughs> Problem three. Mary has 21 oranges and Susan takes away nine. Aha! The worm turns. <laughs> All right. I'll skip past Mary and Susan. These problems are too easy for me. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Oh, gee, this, this book brings back memories. I used to get a big kick out of working problems like these. Oh, here's one about a man in business. Mr. Atterbury. George, boy. Come on in. Thanks. Where's Liz? Uh, she's at night school. Oh, oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. Seems so incredible that Liz could be learning anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's taking it very seriously. I'm proud of her. I really am, too, boy. You know how I feel about night school. I'm judging their contest tomorrow night, you know. What contest? Oh, oh, didn't I tell you? It's a contest between the best math student of the Sheridan Falls Night School and the best one from the West Newton Night School. I'm supposed to call the high school and find out who the contestant from Sheridan Falls is. Oh, go ahead. Oh, thank you. I hope they pick a good one. Hello? Uh, give me the principal's office, please. I'm especially interested in this contestant because my good friend Ed Traup is head of the West Newton Board of Education. Now, I'll never hear the end of it if I lose. I'll be, oh, excuse me. Hello. This is Rudolph Atterbury speaking. Have you the name of our math champion? 
Good, good. Take this down, George. Liz Cooper. L I Z. Liz Cooper! Oh, no, it couldn't be Liz Cooper. I can only hope we have a bad connection. Hello? Would you repeat the name, please? Slowly? Oh, gas. <laughs> Spell it out. L I Z. Liz C O O. Cooper. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, there she is. Dear, oh, hi, Mr. Atterbury. Liz, uh, we want to ask you something. Yes, yes. Did anything unusual happen in school tonight? Said he, clinging to a vain hope that someone had set fire to the teacher. <laughs> uh, no, we were assigned our lockers. I was chosen to represent the night school in the math contest tomorrow. We got some new erasers. Nothing unusual. What's new with you? Nothing. How in the world did they happen to select you? How could a thing like that possibly happen? Don't bug your eyes at me, George Cooper. <laughs> I'm only in this contest thanks to you. Thanks to who? Thanks to George. Thanks to me? Thanks to him? Well, that covers the ground pretty thoroughly. It's <laughs> fault. Now, what do you mean by that? Why didn't you tell me you worked all the problems in my book? I handed it in, and they thought I was a mathematical genius. George, you idiot! I don't see why you're so mad, Mr. Atterbury. Oh, you don't. I'm judging the contest. Oh. And it's going to be just peachy to have my vice president's wife up there not being able to add two and two. Four. <laughs> well... Three and three are six, and four and four are eight. Oh, and shut up! <laughs> well, I was only trying oh, to... Oh, now, now, wait, everybody. Let's, let's not lose our heads. There, there must be some way out of this. Uh, we'll tell them Liz can't do it, and, and they can select someone else. Oh, fine, fine idea. Now, let's see. Liz couldn't be there if something happened to her. Like, uh... A... a Broken leg. Don't you look at me like that, Mr. Atterbury. Come back here, Liz. Ah! If you touch me, I'll tell everybody. You won't get away with it. You'll cry for this. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. No one's touching you. Uh. <laughs> well, then, there's only one thing to do, George. What? Yeah, what? We're going to teach you arithmetic. Oh, no. Break my leg. Go on here. I'll lay it across the chair. Jump on it. Go ahead. Jump on it. Go ahead. George, George, you get some pencils and paper. Liz, you put the coffee on. We're going to get some math into your head if it takes all night. Liz, the contest will start any minute. Are you all set? Oh. Liz, 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 snap out of it. Oh. Are you still sleeping? No, I'm raring to go. Well. <laughs> Courage, girl. 
Uh, we are ready to start, Mr. Atterbury. Uh, we'll be right there, yes. Uh, I'll be down in the front row pulling for you, Liz. Good luck. Thanks, dear. All right, now, come out on the stage. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, before we start our little contest, I'd like to introduce some of the people up here on the stage. First, the head of the Board of Education of West Newton, my good friend, Ed Trout. Thank you, Rudolph. And now our contestants from West Newton, Mr. Richard Hill. Uh, thank you. And the contestant from Sheridan Falls, Mrs. George Cooper. Sixty-five. Uh, <laughs> Susan has four. Oh, oh. Now, if the contestants are ready, we'll start the contest. We'll uh, start with some geometry. Uh, the first problem goes to Mr. Hill. Give me the theory of Pythagoras. Uh, the square of the hypotenuse of a right triangle is equivalent to the sum of the squares of the other two sides. Right. <laughs> That was a pretty tough one. Now let's get an equally tough geometry problem for Mrs. Cooper. Mrs. Cooper, if you had three geometry problems and I gave you two more geometry problems, how many would you have? Five. Right! <laughs> well, 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 apparently... When it comes to geometry, our two contestants are evenly matched. <laughs> Just a minute. Please, no coaching from the audience. <laughs> now, now for some algebra. Mr. Hill, a pole 20 feet long is divided into two sections. Letting X equal the short section and 4X the long section, what is X and what are the lengths of the two sections? X is four, one section is four feet, and the other is 16 feet. Correct. <laughs> now, Mrs. Cooper, for your algebra problem, H equals I. If H is four, what is I? <laughs> Mrs. Cooper! Huh? What is I? You is keeping me awake, that's what you is. <laughs> this is no time to go to sleep. Well, you kept me up all night coaching me. Hold it there! Just a minute, Rudolph. Hey, Mrs. Cooper, did you know Mr. Atterbury before this contest? Sure, he's my husband's boss. Uh-huh. Trying to pull a fast one, eh, Rudolph? Oh, you don't understand. Eh? I understand enough. I think we'd better have an impartial judge giving the question. Well, all right. But who will it be? Me. Okay. <laughs> I'll see that Mrs. Cooper doesn't get all the easy ones. Oh, dear. Now, uh, there's a seat here by me, Mr. Atterbury. Oh, very well. I'll be right there, right there. And now, uh, we'll continue with the contest. George, boy, we'd better think of something or she's cooked. Oh, maybe we can throw her a cue. Uh, here's your next question, Mr. Hill. How many sides does a Pentagon have? Uh, five. Correct. Now, Mrs. Cooper, how many sides does an octagon have? A what a gun? <laughs> an octagon. I'm glad we ate before we came, aren't you, George? Huh? Oh, oh, yes, yes. 
that's the kind of food that you appreciate. Please, fellas, don't talk so loud. How can I think of the number? Liz, what do you think we were talking so loud for? Four? Oh, I get it. Uh, an octagon has four sides. Thanks, George. Wrong. What? Mrs. Cooper, you now have one wrong, and Mr. Hill is ahead. And we will please have no coaching from the audience. Yeah, they don't know the answers. <laughs> now, Mr. Hill, give me the answer to this problem. What is the square root of 225 plus 10 minus 1 plus the square root of 36 plus 2? Uh, uh, 33. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll give the same question to Mrs. Cooper. Hey, Mrs. Cooper. <laughs> what is the square root of 225 plus 10 minus 1 plus the square root of 36 plus 2? Oh, sure. <laughs> The answer is... The... 32. Oh, that's Liz's age. Good, good. Act your age, Liz. Huh? Oh, 22. Oh, <laughs> uh, I forgot. She's a woman. Act your age in ten years. 26? <laughs> Mr. Hill has missed one, Mrs. Cooper has missed one, and Mr. Atterbury hasn't missed any. <laughs> now, look, Atterbury, we can't fuck the three of you. If you'll shut up, I'll give Meats the same question, and whoever gets it right wins. Okay. What am I saying? All right. Now, I'll only give the problem once. How much is 275 plus 493 times 135 divided by 2? Oh, God! <laughs> hey, Mr. Hill? 5, 1, 3, 3, 9. Oh, I'm sorry, that's wrong. Hey, Mrs. Cooper, what's your answer? <laughs> Mrs. Cooper, I'd like your answer. Hey, Mrs. Cooper! Huh? Put the coffee on, honey. I'll be right down. I'd like your answer, and no help from the audience, please. I'd like your own number. Where's George? Your own number. Oh, 51340. That's right! <laughs> Honey, congratulations. I knew you could do it, girl. Well, do what? You won. You won the contest. Who, me? Liz, I owe you an apology. I gave up all hope when he insisted you give him your own number. Own number? I thought he said phone number. <laughs> My Favorite Husband has been presented through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.